like the opposite of Mark Davis if I owned a team, Ian. I'd never fire the coach because that would be admitting I hired the wrong guy, right? I'd never fire the team. <laughs> I'd just let those guys rock forever, or I'd have to find somebody else to blame it on. That's an outstanding point by you. Again, you are correct. <laughs> the opposite of what Mark Davis has done, uh, who has gone through eight head coaches in the last 12 years since his father passed away and he inherited the team alongside his mother. It has been... It, 1989 was the last time the Raiders had a head coach last more than five years. 1989. That's almost your entire lifetime, Ian Fitzsimmons. Yeah, right. Nin- 1989 <laughs> was about to graduate from high school. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. I appreciate you saying that, but yeah, I'm 5'1", not 4'1", right? So 51, not 41. But good to be back with you, obviously. World yeah. Series done. We are back on the air. It is good to be back with you, Miss Wilson. And man, so much has happened. And you mentioned the Raiders firing not just the head coach and the general manager, uh, not trading away Devontae Adams or Max Crosby at the trade deadline. I don't get any of this. Mike Tannenbaum, NFL GM, NFL insider, he'll be here with us coming up bottom half of the hour to try and explain to you and I what we can't figure out. Why do this now? And if you are going to... Just abandon ship, then why not also try and get pieces for Devonte, who obviously wants out? It's crazy. Everything that has happened here in the last 48 hours has been crazy. But as you mentioned, there has been a lot of crazy since the last time that you and I were on air together. And we've hardly been on air together in the month of October because baseball took over. Texas Rangers, they finally got it done. They have ended the long-standing national nightmare where Amber and Ian are not on your radios every single night. So thank you to the Texas Rangers. We are back. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. So the Raiders are story, obviously. The Texas Rangers winning the World Series is a story. The Michigan scandal, that is a story that we're going to get into on tonight's show because you and I haven't even gotten to talk about that much yet. The NBA season, you and I didn't get to discuss Wemby's day. Debut. LeBron's playing way too many minutes, but what he's doing at his age is absolutely remarkable. Hockey season is upon us as well. The college football playoff rankings are out in, but let's start here. Halloween. It happened. It was on your anniversary. <laughs> I think your 30th anniversary. 20th. 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 Oh, 20th. 20th. So now I'm, not I'm, that old. I'm doing, I'm I'm that doing the opposite old, of what I did off the top of the show. <laughs> your 20th anniversary. You could have gotten married very, very young. Uh, your 20th anniversary, <laughs> which is a big one, a huge one. So what did you do for it? Uh, well, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, what, it, what is it? The 20th Emerald, uh, platinum or China. I decided to just to go ahead and give her a world series ring. Right. Mm. I mean, she's a diehard so nice Ranger fan and it, it was uh, remarkable to watch. Some sports tears were shed last night on our 20th. And, and like, I had the privilege of covering the Rangers going back to when I was on ESPN Dallas with the legendary Randy Galloway in 06, uh, through the back-to-back world series, you know, and, this bunch, it, it, this Rangers team reminds me a lot of those back-to-back World Series squads that couldn't get it done, lost to the Giants. And, you know, the two words that Ranger fandom would never utter. My wife has never said the words, game six, back-to-back, right? I mean, it, you just didn't do it. 
Uh, they hadn't recovered from it in 2011, over a decade later, and it still haunted their souls. And those demons were exercised last night. I mean, it was that remarkable to watch. And, you know, the Metroplex here in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area just absolutely erupted. My kids uh, at school, Amber, I mean, there was this, this impromptu ranger breakout on the second floor of their high school, and they thought it was a fight, and it was just, you know, kids going crazy over the rangers. I mean, it, it was, it, it's been remarkable. And all, also, as the literally Hall of Fame voice, he's in Cooperstown, Eric Nadell, longtime voice of the Rangers, said, you're not dreaming the Texas Rangers have won the World Series. It, it doesn't make up for World Six, but, man, it, it, you can go ahead and hoist up a glass of champagne and say, you know what, they finally did it. And it, it was remarkable to watch. And, and you go 11-0, and on the road in the postseason, I don't know if that will ever be done again, Amber. I, I mean that sincerely. You know, you got Nolan Ryan's strikeout record that is never going to be broken. And going 11 and 0 in the postseason on the road, I don't know if that will ever be duplicated again. It, it was a, a remarkable band of brothers that reminded me a lot of the squad that went to the World Series and was one strike away, not once, but twice in, in, in 11. And these guys found a way to get it done. They, they truly played for the guy next to them. An improbable World Series, a heck of a World Series, frankly, a not very popular World Series, certainly not the highest ratings the World Series has ever seen, but a lot of people missed out. Not the people in Texas, and certainly not your wife, because she got her win, and she got her ring on her 20th wedding anniversary. But talk about timing, because not only is your anniversary then going to take a backseat to the World Series, but it's Halloween, and you live in one oh, of those Lord. neighborhoods now that there's a here? bunch of trick-or-treaters. Okay. Yeah. So, so how do you th- handle that? This happened. It's a true story, what I'm about to tell you. I told it with, with, with Q Myers and, and, and my man E, Emmett Golden, uh, when the, the college football rankings came out. So I have, I, we, we will interview, you and I will interview Boo Corgan, NC State Athletic Director, College Football Playoff Committee Chair, every Tuesday. I was not going to ask you to participate in that particular conversation on All Hallows' Eve when we were off, right? Mm-hmm. So... I went ahead and knocked out Boo. But before that, my wife, Kat, goes, all right, well, we got a 1,000 pieces of candy on this street we live on. We, we block off the streets. So the little ones aren't in, in any danger. They have free reign, right? And Halloween is almost a religious holiday where I live. She said, well, we have, it's, it's, it's the Rangers in the World Series. We have to be able to watch it while we're giving out all this damn candy. I said, all right, well, let's just go get that little TV in the, in the kitchen with the fire stick. And she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the bleeping World Series. No, not, a, not that little TV. No. Smart woman. And I went, okay. So now what do you do? Well, redneck ingenuity, right? Growing up on a third red horse farm in Folsom, Louisiana. I went and got into the garage, got two step ladders, lined them up next to each other in the front yard, went and got this white quilt, Roped it between the, the, the step ladders, got out the projector, and then it, it, you know insert fire stick from the kitchen. And I went, does that work? She's like, yes, that will work. Like not not even a like a boy, nothing. Like like <laughs> yeah, no, that's what she expected. Like it's it's her Rangers in the World Series. Next thing you know, Amber, we have got. Not just the dads, but groups of high school kids later in the in the evening, even after they're up 10-zip, 
coming by, getting their candy, and then stopping and gravitating in front of said quilt between two damn step ladders and a makeshift projector, watching the Rangers win you know, game four in the World Series. It was hilarious to watch. Absolutely priceless. So that was my Halloween, you know, putting together redneck, you know, TV screens between two step ladders, a quilt, and a projector. And the next thing I know, I got a mob in my front yard. This is the most American picture I've ever seen that you sent me because your house is very, your house is very like American style colonial, right? And you're, you've projected ghosts onto it, uh, which is an excellent move for Halloween. <laughs> and then up. there is a table out front with all the Halloween candy. So you, you proper display. I imagine that there's some full size candy bars in amongst this Halloween no, display. No, no, oh, well, no, it, you no. could have fooled me. This looks like a house. That has some full-size candy bars. Let's put it that way. You've got chairs around a fire with ghosts that are enjoying themselves in the chairs around the fire, part of the Halloween decor. And then on the other side is exactly what Ian just described, where it's two ladders (laughs) and a white quilt, like huge, strung in between them with the projected World Series. I mean, it's amazing. It's a huge screen TV for everybody in the neighborhood. I'm sure you were the biggest hit in the neighborhood. That's why I didn't give out full-size candy bars. Hey, look, I'm giving you the Rangers in the World Series while you're going house to house. What more do you want, right? Beautiful there setup. Excellent work. And my house didn't get egged or rolled by the high school kids because they appreciated the the quilt between the ladders and, and because the, World the Rangers Series. won, so it go. worked out well. What more? What more could we want? Uh, Full size candy bars, Ian. Come on. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need it. I'm agree. I concur with Ian here that not, if, if he's providing bracket. the World Series to everybody, to the entire neighborhood, somebody else can provide the two dollar a piece candy bars. Coming Thank up next you. here Thank on you, Amber, Amber and Ian, can Will Levis build on his four touchdown debut tonight versus the? Steelers, we will get into Thursday night football. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are back. The long national nightmare of Major League Baseball bumping us off air. It's over. The Texas Rangers have decided to end it. They have decided... 
Amber and Ian needs to be back on your radio every night. So here we are, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. I am Amber Wilson. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. We are going to get into Thursday night football. We've got Titan Steelers action headed your way in just about an hour from now. Before we get into that, though, let's get some advice. Bet till your hands bleed. On the year 23-17-1, and we were rolling until last week. We only had one show last week. It was on a Wednesday. It's hard to pick games on a Wednesday. 24 hours makes a big difference in injury reports. We went one and four. We hit a ditch, and I do mean a ditch. Let's climb back out of it. One of my favorite plays of the weekend kicks in about 12 minutes. South Alabama at Troy. Now it is up to South Alabama catching seven. Go ahead, bet to your hands, bleed. Take the Jaguars of South Alabama at Troy, plus the points. Bet to your hands, bleed. So I mentioned Thursday Night Football this week. We get to see the Titans in action. We get to see the Steelers in action on Amazon. The three and four Titans, though, they've got renewed hope because Will Levis looked Good in his debut in that 28-23 win over the Atlanta Falcons. He, of course, starting over Ryan Tannehill, who's been out because of an ankle injury. The Titans did not move on from Derrick Henry at the trade deadline. They didn't move on from DeAndre Hopkins. They did move on from Kevin Byard to the Eagles. But Will Levis is going to have his full arsenal at weapons. Is it going to be as exciting? Is it going to look the same the second time around? Mike Townland knows a thing or two about coaching up some defense. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I I like Pittsburgh in this game. Um, I'm not going to go bet to your hands bleed on the record. Uh, We'll see what Mike Tannenbaum has to say about this when he joins us coming up bottom half of the hour. I have a feeling he's going to lean Titans, knowing him as we do. But, uh, you know, when you – when a guy comes in and, you know, and has a remarkable debut like Will Levis did, and I was a big fan of his at Kentucky. Uh, He he was – last year he got beaten to a pulp. His offensive line stunk, uh, but he was – as he told me, after he beat your Gators, right, in Florida, he said he got a Thanks, Toradol God. shot. Yes, I know. It wasn't, wasn't a drive-by. Sorry, just part of the story. <laughs> that He actually got a Toradol shot in his, which for people don't know what a Toradol shot is, it's that steroid, that numbing solution that helps you get through pain. And then the next day, it's going to hurt like hell. But in that moment, you know, you, you can get through it. And he got a Toradol shot in his throwing shoulder. You know, his left ankle was banged up. I mean, and he still found a way to go out there with his guys and guide Kentucky to a win at Florida. That's Will Levis. I mean, he's tough as nails and plays for the dude next to him. But as you mentioned, he's going into, into a place where now they got a little book on him. Now that they have some game fill on him, it's a big difference from, all right, how do you look at Kentucky to, all right, this is what he did in this offense. And now... Look, one game is not everything. Normally, to get a real book, you got to have three or four games. But Mike Tomlin, as you mentioned, he's a mad scientist. I expect Will Levis to struggle a bit in Pittsburgh tonight. I kind of like the Steelers minus three. Despite what everybody says in Pittsburgh, because boy, are there a lot of loud voices in Pittsburgh that are very angry at Mike Tomlin. But the Steelers stand at four and three. They're searching for answers after falling to the Jags, 20 to 10. Kenny Pickett, he got knocked out of that game because of that rib injury. He's going to look to kickstart here. The league's 
30th ranked offense against this team. But what Will Levis did last week against the Falcons, 19 of 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns. It's hard to have a better debut than that. And he's been sitting behind Tannehill some. Credit to the Titans for taking another chance, drafting another quarterback when it looks like maybe they didn't get it right the first time. So we've got two quarterbacks sitting behind Ryan Tannehill. Will Levis, he didn't have to go in and immediately take over at the beginning of the season, but he got his chance and made the most of it when the opportunity came his way. Here is Derrick Henry, the Titans running back after that week eight win over Atlanta on Levis's performance. He was balling, huh? Um, yeah, he was playing out of his mind. Um, you know, it was it was it was good to see because um, he worked so hard, and I can tell he was uh, locked in all week. Um, you know, throughout the week through through practice, and uh, we were just all excited um, to see it come together for him and the offense, and us being a fin- finish drives and make some explosive plays. He was balling. As simple as that. He did. He, he did. He was balling. But nobody had seen him at this level. Nobody has seen him in this offense. And, you know, I give the Titans a lot of credit. And full disclaimer, I've known Mike Vrabel for 20 years, going back to my days in Columbus, Ohio. I I, I love Vrabes. And it's a lot of credit that has to be thrown to the general manager, head coach, the coaching staff, the scouting department going, Malik Willis, we took him in the third round, right? It wasn't like he was a first-round draft pick out of Liberty. You know, the quarterback who had a remarkable run with Hugh Freeze as his head coach, now Auburn's head coach. But they went, you know what? We really like Will Levis. So we're going to draft another quarterback in the very next year in the second round to be Ryan Tannehill's successor. And obviously, we're not there in practice, but they haven't seen enough uh, from Malik Willis. Uh, And so what they do? Elevate the rookie ahead of the second-year quarterback who they spent a third-round pick on. And and he had, a, as you mentioned, a sensational debut. I am fascinated to see what happens tonight against T.J. Watt and that defense in Pittsburgh in his second start, now that they've seen a bit of him. And do you, you mentioned Kenny Pickett. How is he coming into this game? The total in this thing is 37. That's a low number. I mean, it really is. And it might still even go under. But I give the Titans a lot of credit. They say, you know what? Willis, we love you. You're not it right now. We're going with Levis. It's a short week for both of these teams. It's two offenses that have struggled to find any sort of consistency. I mean, that's why you're getting such a low total there. And you're right. It could still go under. It could be very oh. ugly football tonight that we see. From Thursdays normally these are, offenses. right, Amber? I mean, it, it's, they, it's... they always are because of the short week. And now yep. you add in these, the inconsistency of these two teams anyways. And the rookie quarterback who, yes, has a great debut. But Mike Tomlin has an unbelievable track record of making rookie quarterbacks lives nightmares i mean he, he he's really good at it so it probably isn't going to look quite the same Night against that Steelers there. defense. it's there Woo! right i mean that's Dude, problematic it, it, so life comes at you fast oh, oh, oh. and even if he's solid there were, are still problems with this titans team and certainly there are problems as well with this pittsburgh team kenny pickett he had a full practice on wednesday but he's still battling that rib injury you know there's still question marks there about how healthy he's even going to be and that's not even mentioning the question marks about Kenny Pickett generally right I mean Kenny Pickett could attest to the fact that life can come at you pretty fast because there was a lot of people sold on Kenny Pickett the end of last season and there's a lot of loud voices in Pittsburgh uh, very unsold on Kenny Pickett this season I'm glad you brought that up because that drives me insane it really does that 
in this day and age, because of you know social media and instant gratification, that if you aren't successful right away, then to hell with you. Look at Tua, mm-hmm. your quarterback for your Miami Dolphins. So many people were hiking their leg on him like a dog on a fire hydrant after midway through his rookie season last year. Again, now how is he doing? They're six and two, going to Germany to play the six and two Kansas City Chiefs. People are talking about Tua and MVP conversations. I mean, give these guys time. If you would have gone ahead and punted on Peyton Manning in his rookie year when he threw 28 INTs, still the league record, how would you feel right now? Tampa punted on Steve Young. How do they feel? New England punted on Jim Plunkett. He went and went Lombardi's with the Raiders. This has been going on for a long time, but it just feels like it's, it's more magnified now because of social media and everything else that if you don't win immediately, to hell with you, get the hell out if you're a quarterback drafted anywhere in the first three rounds. I don't know if it's more magnified now, but we hear the voices. We didn't used to hear the voice of the fan in the living room because there was no microphone for that fan. Great and point. now that fan has fingers that can fire up any app on the internet and let us know immediately what he or she is thinking. And so I think that's one reason that the voices are so loud. Coming up next, the Raiders, they're also a mess. We're going to get into that franchise when Amber and Ian rolls on. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. It is an NFL night. Let's keep the NFL conversation going. And for that, we turn to Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. And Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start with the Las Vegas Raiders. They fire the head coach. They fire the general manager. Here's my question, though. Why now? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's really a disappointing (laughs) decision by... uh, Mark Davis, and uh, not saying what Josh McDaniels did was perfect, but, you know, you give somebody a six-year contract and 20 games in to let him go, that just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. You know, Mike T., you had Rich Passaccia there who guided this team to the playoffs and on damn near a road playoff win in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow and the boys, and you don't keep him there. You know, and he, and he took them through a sewer of a season and guided them to the postseason, yet you don't, you don't – that's not your guy. So when you look at Mark Davis and the, the, the decisions he's making and the ones that he's not making, what do you see? I completely agree. Like sometimes like we overcomplicate things, you know, reminds me a little bit of when we had Dan Campbell in Miami as an interim coach for 12 games, he did a heck of a job. I thought he deserved um, certainly an opportunity to be a beautiful candidate. He wound up going on and being a great head coach with, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions, and to be with Coach Passaccia, he had earned the right for the job. And I agree, Ian, like, not to give him the job and then turn around 20 games later and make another decision. You know, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you wake up every day and say, wow, I'm really glad that's my competition. (laughs) (laughs) This has been, it has been 12 head coaches, I'm sorry, eight head coaches in the last 12 years since Mark Davis took over the team and inherited it from his father. Eight head coaches in that time. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider joining us here on Amber and Ian. Why not get rid of your key pieces? Mike, can you make any sense of that? Like if you know you're going to get rid of the coaching staff in the front office, essentially, then why not move on from Devontae Adams before the deadline, get something back? Max Crosby, any of these other key pieces that might have been able to net them something. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, if you're going to do it, like, go all in and just say, hey, this is going to be a rebuild. And um, totally, I'm not sure. I was surprised by some of the moves, but uh, him staying was certainly up there because if I was the Jets guys. I would have gone after 
Devontae Adams because that would have obviously helped my chances of keeping Aaron Rodgers for another year. No doubt, man. And speaking of trade deadlines, to you, Mike, uh, what, what, what was some were what, what were some of the best trade deadline moves that you saw? You know, I thought Kevin Byer, you know, going to uh, Philly because uh, you know when healthy, I think you know they're pretty good at corner with Slay and Bradbury, and certainly up front, you know, a lot, lot of firepower. Um, I thought you know Reed Blankenship's a good player, but durability has been an issue for him. So, you know, getting somebody that's been productive and someone that's been durable for the most part in his career, it took a, a weakness of Philadelphia and turned it into a strength. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us. What about the Bears? What were they doing trading for Montez Sweat? Yeah, you know, like that, that was a little bit strange to me. You know, obviously what you're saying is we'll, we'll tag him if we don't get a deal done, Amber. You know, but the guy that really won, if you think about it, is Jalen Johnson because now he knows he's not going to get franchised because you're not going to give up a second-round pick to let him walk, you know, to let Sweat walk out the door in, in nine games. So if I'm Jalen Johnson, I know I'm going to be an unrestricted free agent in March. And, uh Look, Sweat's a good player, but um, I thought that was a pretty rich price to pay. How about Chase Young going to the damn Niners? Now, I know we're not, we haven't seen what we thought we were going to see with Chase Young, but how much will a change of scenery and, uh, lack of a better term, being back with a Buckeye who has a remarkable work ethic in Nick Bosa, what do you make of Chase Young, also former commander, D-lineman, now going to San Fran of all places to join that defense? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, like, I do like the organizational alignment. We, we just talked about, you know, the fits and starts of what's going on in Vegas. But, you know, you go back to the start of the offseason, Javon Hargrave, and then, you know, they paid Armstead a year ago. They drafted Kinlaw. They traded for Randy Gregory. You know, I like the organizational alignment. And Chris Kacarek, um, someone I had a chance to work with, guys in Miami, he's a great D-line coach. And to me, like, that D-line is really Ooh. deep and really good. And now you got Buckeye bookends and they're gonna be hard to beat <laughs> thursday night football tonight danabom 8 15 p.m kick for the titans versus the steelers what are you looking for in this matchup um you know i think this is gonna be if tennessee wins first down they're gonna win the game they gotta win first down that's that's a play action which they do really well and you know stays out of those blitz packages that you know pittsburgh's so good at um i actually i i thought will levis was outstanding he knew who to get the ball to and Dre Hopkins, and he could get the ball down the field. And um, I actually like Tennessee tonight. I was really impressed by Levis. Oh, wow. I like Pittsburgh. All right, what do we got? Come on. I'll, I'll lay the three. I'll, I'll lay the three. You know, I mean, we work the draft together right. every next year. year. Next year's, Yeah, next year's draft, it'll be on you. How, how's that sound? All right. All right, so uh, I got Pittsburgh minus three. Bet to your hands bleed. You got the Titans catching three. Uh, let's get after it. Uh, I'm all in, man. Let, let's do it. By the way, a Halloween in a rearview mirror, you're a damn former NFL general manager. You're a big-time NFL insider here for the four letters. Tell me you were giving out full-size candy bars at Halloween. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, you always heard, not that I'm Dan Marino, but Dan always told those stories Miami's for an office. He's like, God, I'm Dan Marino. I have to give away something good every Halloween. So, you know, any chance that someone may know who you are, it just raises the uh, – Obligation, so lots of fun, lots of kids, but yeah, big candy bars. There we go, Mike T. Well done, well done. Golfers Club, Pat McAfee style, right there. There we go. You're not, you're not Dan Marino, but you are Mike Tannebaum, right? So the kids will remember Tannebaum, the guy, ESPN NFL front office. Sorry, he gave me the goods. Thanks, Mike. Okay, thank you. 
<laughs> I love it. You have Absolutely to give the goods. If yeah, you're Mike no, Tannenbaum. yeah, he's right. He's Not right. Not Ian Fitzsimmons, though, because you provided no. the World Series to the entire neighborhood. So you already gave the goods, Between, so to speak, and the Rangers gave you the goods by winning. Yeah, two ladders and, and a quilt and a projector. Bam, <laughs> big need. screen TV, front yard, right there for all the <laughs> trick-or-treaters. That is all you need as we head into week nine here of the NFL season. Titans, Steelers will get you ready for. That game's going to kick off in under an hour from now. We'll keep you updated all night on Amber and Ian. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. But let's talk of the, about some of these other matchups around week nine coming up this weekend as well. Ian, and Sunday morning, it's going to be an early one because in Germany, my Miami Dolphins are at James Steele's Kansas City Chiefs. That is going to be a 9.30 a.m. kickoff on the East Coast. It will be like a 2 a.m. kickoff where Ian Fitzsimmons is going to be working. So uh, you've got a long way after doing college football on Saturday. Then you've got to do an NFL game on Sunday. You've got a brutal schedule this weekend. I love it. At some point, at some point, though, you've got to find a way to fire up a television. And watch this game in Germany, a game that I don't actually think is a must win for any team involved in Not this, but two. some people feel nah, like I, I, I'm with you. This isn't any must win for two six and two teams. I, I, I'm in step with you. Yeah, but yeah, I've got you know Washington at USC, LA style. Then we're driving after the game to go and call Vegas and the Giants. That should be interesting with everything going on surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and so it'll be, I don't know, what is that? 8.30 a.m. Uh, Central, where I live. So, we're, yeah, we're looking at, whew, to watch that game. I mean, that's going to be like a 5.30 a.m., get some coffee, and you wake up call. But, uh, look, I, I'm, just, I'm just dialed in to watch a great football game between two teams that are two of the best in, in the NFL. And must win, that is the most overused term to me in all of, in all of sports. Must win, especially when you have two teams that are this good. I agree, but Joe Fortenbaugh does not. He hosts a show called Carlin versus Joe. He used to host a show called Joe and Amber. It was an excellent show while it lasted. Now he's on Carlin versus Joe, and he says that my Dolphins, they have to beat KC. They're not frauds. Miami's a hell of a team. The thing is, if you want the respect that some of these teams get, like the Chiefs off a loss, like the Niners off a loss, you got to go out there and do something. The Niners get the benefit of the doubt because they've been in a bunch of NFC championship games the last few years. We know they're good. The Eagles get the benefit of the doubt because they were in the Super Bowl last year and they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. We know they're good. All right? The Chiefs get the benefit of the doubt because it's the Chiefs. Let's not kid ourselves. Same thing with Cincinnati. But these Miami fans and people who cover Miami, they desperately want the benefit of the doubt. You haven't done anything yet. You haven't done anything since Marino. So when you go out there in a big spot against Buffalo and you lose, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. Uh, oh, oh my God. That was directed uh, right at like, you. I don't that even was have time. Right I know. At you. It really was. It, I, I don't even have time to unpack everything that Joe just said because the entire clip of that was just Joe finding ways to attack me without directly saying my name. However, I don't understand this notion. It's been driving me crazy so far with guys like, you know, I don't like to name any names, but, you know, that rhyme with, you know, Barlin and Bo, for example. (laughs) Those sorts of guys are out here and they're saying things like, well, the Dolphins, sure, they're a good team, but they can't they can't prove anything because they've lost to the Bills and they've lost to the Eagles, except for Ian, if you're going to drop a couple games in a season, and by the way, everybody drop get, drops games because 
ain't nobody done it since, you know, this team in 1972. So you're going to drop games, even if you're a very good team in an NFL season. If you're going to drop those games, shouldn't they be to the other good teams? You know, like if you're going to lose, then all right, don't you lose to the Philadelphia Eagles and then you go in the next week and you beat the breaks off of Bill Belichick's defense the next week? Like, yeah, isn't that look, the way who, for to do things? I don't things? care who you beat, Amber. I really don't. Those guys are getting paid also. These are professional athletes, and it, it is truly a week-to-week league. So yeah, anybody who wants to hike their leg on a 6-2 and two team in the National Football League, go right ahead at your own peril because to win six games through eight weeks, I tip the cap. I mean, my brother's coaching a team right now. He's got one win. Right. <laughs> there we go. Right. So I mean, it ain't easy. So I, I, I mean, there's so much more I could say. And I would actually argue if anybody has to win this game, it would be the Chiefs coming off of that loss. But we don't even have time to get into oh, any of that. What we do have time to get into, and we'll, we'll try to circle back a little later in the show, James Steele. Don't you worry about that. Coming up next, though, here on Amber and Ian, we're going to get you ready for Steelers-Titans tonight and bring some of the betting advice your way. We will keep you updated here on Amber and Ian when that game kicks off. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. To get you ready for Titans Steelers and for all of our betting help, let's turn to Anita Marks, ESPN sports betting analyst. Of course, you can find her on the Daily Wager as well. And Anita, as always, thanks for your time. Let's start with this matchup. The Steelers, according to ESPN, bet right now favored by three. I think this thing might have been at two and a half when you bet it. What would you have done here uh, with this line? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh in this spot. Uh, listen, Will Levis had a fantastic week last week, but let's keep in mind he had two weeks to prepare for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and he played at home. Now this rookie is on a short work week. Uh, not a lot of time to prepare for a great Pittsburgh Steelers defense led by T.J. Watt and company. Uh, also, really quick note here, uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, is making his way out of the box, and he's going to be on the sideline tonight which I love. I love yep. offensive coordinators there on the sideline talking to the quarterback, talking to the receivers, talking to the running backs. I think it's going to make a world difference. So I like Pittsburgh. I know their offense has struggled. I'm hoping Matt Canada on the sideline, Kenny Pickett staying healthy. Uh, I, I, I really hope that this, uh, this, this side will come through for you. But also I think the, the play here is on the under. Um, these, are, these are both, again, two offenses that have been struggling you've got a rookie quarterback against tj watt in the pittsburgh steelers and defensively the tennessee titans uh lowest touchdown rate against their defense in the red zone and also the pittsburgh steelers they have had to punt on 50 percent five zero 50 percent of their offensive possessions so really the play here for me is the under even though it's very low Boy, Anita, if I could hug you right now, I would. I am in step right there with you. I mean, I, I, I could not. I mean, I, I completely agree with everything that you just said. Now, the world that I don't live in are prop bets, and this is where I lean mm-hmm. on you to, to give me some advice when it comes to wagering. Give me some of your favorite prop bets. You just mentioned punting, right? Well, I don't know what the total is. I'm guessing it's around, what, 11, 12, 13? I have no idea. So uh, you you hit it. You hit it right on the nail, right? Uh, the over-under in regard to punts, total punts, 
combined for both teams, Tennessee and Pittsburgh, 11 and a half. And I like the over here for the reason I just told you, right? Pittsburgh Steelers, 50% of their offensive possessions, they have to punt. And again, I think Will Levis is going to have a really, really difficult time here tonight moving the ball against the Steelers defense. I also like Will Levis anytime interception. Uh, when Pittsburgh gets pressure on the quarterback, and sure enough, they do. Uh, they've got four interceptions already on the season when they're pressuring quarterbacks. I also like T.J. Watt to get a sack. He's got eight and a half already on the season, two forced fumbles and an interception himself. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, I really I, I can't stress enough how important it is, I think, to have your offensive coordinator there on the field, in the trenches with you. I like Jalen Warren over rushing and receiving yards, and you got to find it. Last I checked, it was like at 46 and a half. He doesn't get as much work as Najee Harris, but when he does get the work, he overperforms. So rushing the football, also he averages six targets a game. And last but not least, Pickens, the wide receiver I like tonight for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 87% of his routes he runs as a wideout, and that's how you attack the Tennessee Titans secondary. They're giving up 10 yards per target to opposing wideouts, uh, not necessarily slot wide receivers. So Pickens, to me, would be the wide receiver, and I would go over receiving yards and anytime touchdowns for Pickens tonight. Ooh, the anytime Tate. I like the it. The anytime Tate. ESPN sports it. betting analyst Anita <laughs> Marks. You can find her, of course, on the Daily Wager. So that game will kick off week nine tonight, Anita. But let's talk about the game that's going to kick off the Sunday slate from Germany. Dolphins, Chiefs, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. What would you do with this one? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Kansas City here, and I don't understand why the line is dropping. It, it's, it opened at two and a half. Now it's down to Kansas City one and a half. I'm not complaining. I'll take it. Uh, I think a, a reason is Miami has been in Germany. Keep in mind this game is being played in Germany since Monday. Kansas City just arrived there today. And we've seen this trend where teams who arrive in that foreign country earlier typically more times have been winning uh, this season. Uh, also, of course, Mahomes looked really, really bad, but he was bobbitied up until kickoff, so he was not well against Denver. But here's an interesting nugget for you guys. The Miami Dolphins have not beaten an above 500 opponent since week three of last season. Not even this season. Last season. So they're, they're that bully in the schoolyard that picks on all the weak kids. That's what the Miami Dolphins are. And also the Kansas City defense, top five against the pass, top five overall. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I, I love that this line is falling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Kansas City. I think Kansas City beats the Dolphins. Anita, Anita. right now Amber's Kill biting her lip. You know she's a huge fish fan. I know, <laughs> I know. Hey, Bills at Bengals, right? The Cincinnati Bengals minus two. They're catching their stride with Joey B being healthy. What do you see in this game? Yeah, I like Cincinnati here. Uh, listen, Joe Burrow's healthy. Watch out. The last three games, right, and this last one we just saw, wow, against the 49ers. Do you guys know he had 19 straight pass completions against the 49ers defense? Marinating that for just a minute. His last three games, he's sporting a 118 QB rating. The Bills defense, they've got some issues injury-wise, linebacking core, and their secondary. And one thing about the Cincinnati Bengals defense against good quarterbacks, they rise to the occasion. Uh, you can argue that they have one of the best linebacking cores in the NFL. And I think, I, and I, I think, uh, I think Josh Allen is, is going to have a tough time against that Cincinnati defense. So I, I, I love Cincinnati here. 
Bills, Bengals coming your way at 8.20 p.m. on Sunday. Anita Marks joining us. But before that matchup, Cowboys-Eagles, 4.25 p.m. on Sunday. What do you like in that one, Anita? Yeah, the fact that Jalen Hurts is, is playing with um, a, a knee injury, and, and we don't know how significant it is. Every now and then we see him hobbling around the field when he takes a bad tackle. But the great thing about Hurts is he brings that scrambling ability. If he doesn't have that against the Dallas Cowboys, watch out. Because this is a, a, an Eagles team. They're 24th in the NFL now in interception rate. They've got eight interceptions on the season. The Cowboys, number one in the NFL in interception rate. They've got nine interceptions on the season. And dare I remind people that Sam Howe, quarterback for the Washington Commanders, carved up this Eagles defense. Not once, guys, but twice. So we saw how good Dak Prescott looked last week. I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan. I'm just not. Um, But, boy, did he put on a QB clinic last week. If Dak Prescott can play the way he did last week against this Eagles secondary that's struggling, uh, and now you've got Hurts, whose knee is banged up, so we're not getting 100% hurt, watch out. I'm not going to play this. But if I was to play it, I'd, I'd, I'd take the points with the Cowboys. Anita Marks, she always brings us the best advice. ESPN sports betting analyst, of course, check her out as well on the Daily Wager. Thanks, Anita. You got it, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. Yes, ma'am. All right, is she gone? She gone? She's gone, James? Give me the thumbs up. She's gone. I hated everything she just said. I mean, just, I mean what was that? Everything or just the part oh, about no, your fishing? Oh, not everything. And, actually, and the, uh, just face. the Dolphins chief right, yeah, stuff. And go. then after that, I right. mean, I couldn't even, my brain had just checked out of the situation because I was so filled look, with anger. The look on your face. And then James is just breaking into my ear during that interview. And he's like, ha ha, I need it. That's why we she have her on. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> She knows what she's talking about. I'm like, James, get out of my ear, man. Where's my mute button? Coming up next, I'm going to look for it. Also, Rangers fans, it wasn't a dream. Your team is actually the World Series champ.